Soul Binge, a podcast where we take an open conversation to talk about what the soul needs in order to make it survive and to thrive. We are on episode number three, and we're going to jump pretty quickly right into the big bulk of the whole conversation for today here in a second. But before we do, want to wish everyone a very happy Easter. Christ has risen from the dead. You may not be one to believe in Jesus the same way that I do. But I don't think that is any sort of means for an end to our conversation. I think, if anything, that brings more of a need for the conversation to continue. Obviously, you believe in something, and I believe in something, and we should be able to talk about it. You might think to yourself even as well that, you know, it's a it's a conversation, or at least that's what you're saying, Jared, but it's just one-sided because it's you speaking on this podcast. We don't want to ever keep it closed closed up to where it's just you listening to me ramble on uh, for 20 to 30 minutes at a time every week. We want to keep it very open. Like I said, there is a Facebook page for Soul Binge Podcast. There's also an Instagram account for Soul Binge Podcast. If you search there and reach out to me, uh, I promise to keep the conversation on a continuous forward motion. That's what it's all about, isn't it? So regardless, though, if you're celebrating Easter Sunday, um, I hope you're doing so with family, having a good good time. I appreciate that if you are listening to this either on the day it's released or sometime afterward that you took some time to uh, hear us out a little bit on today's episode for today's topic. And as you can tell by the title of this episode, we're going to talk today about what a lawnmower can mean both for your sanity, your relationships with other people, um, what it can do just for your overall work ethic, and just a couple of different things that we can pull away from something that's pretty mundane and and normal. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for perspective being everything. In fact, my favorite uh, little one-liner joke is there's two guys who are hanging out, and the first one, they're both talking about life, and the first one says that life is all about perspective. And the second guy goes, no, it's perception. And that's just a little glimpse into my sense of humor because they're kind of saying the same thing. They may be using two different words. It is what it is, though. It's just all in how you see it for the most part. But because it's all in how you see it for the most part, it's therefore doable to take something as a monotonous chore, maybe like mowing the lawn or if it's doing the dishes for you or if it's doing something else cleaning around the house or if it's something related to just your overall regular duties throughout the day, week, or month. Um, it's possible to, to use a proper perspective and outlook to find something that might be hidden underneath the details that we are normally looking at. I think there's some other things to pull away from a lot of the stuff we do throughout our regular days in our lives. And that's what we want to talk about today is a little bit of perspective, more specifically narrowed down to the issue of mowing a lawn. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. Um, man, I tell you, when I was growing up, my dad was the one who cut the yard, and I don't say that like he's any type of hero, you know, like, 
regardless of how often it grew, he would get out there and cut it. Like it's just kind of what he did, and and he he was and is uh, a great dad. And both him and my mom, I'm I'm sure, are still on the same page of agreement that he will cut the yard when it's time to do so. Uh, assuming that, but either way, we when growing up, we would always uh, go outside when it was time to mow the grass. And eventually, of course, as a son would with his dad, I uh, eventually would take over the responsibilities of doing the yard work or at least cutting the grass and whatnot. I remember there were several instances where my parents would warn me of certain things like to not stand in any place where if a loose rock or something that wants to shoot out the side of the mower, don't stand in a certain place where you're going to um, maybe get hurt when you're actually cutting the grass yourself. Don't back up the mower with your foot too far stretched out because then you might cut your toe off or something like that and and I'm telling you my my parents were, were definitely willing and ready to let me know a lot of the the do's and don'ts when it came to getting it done if it was uh, based around safety you know that was a big big thing and when my boys are old enough to get to that same point where they're going to take over that responsibility I'm sure I'm going to be repeating a lot of the same stuff to them uh, which is which is not a bad thing at all. I recently was able to take uh, some money that we were saving up to go and buy a lawnmower to replace the one that we recently had. The one that we recently had was definitely a used lawnmower that I purchased from somebody. It worked and probably did enough to justify the cost of it all, but it definitely didn't last as long as I wanted it to. Of course, it never does. But I went and bought one, just a regular push mower, and I started realizing pretty much as soon as the process of me purchasing this thing that there is this strange connection, and I might sound weird by saying it this way, but there's this strange connection between you could say a father and his son or maybe you could just say a parent and their child even, you know, um, whenever it comes to particularly lawnmowers and cutting the grass. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but... Hear me out for just a second. I, I took Jackson and Jude both to go with me to the store to purchase it. And we went through the whole process of it being like a, like a, like a group effort. You know what I mean? Like there was option A or option B. Now they both cost the exact same. Did they know that? No. Did they care to know that? No. Would they have been able to tell the difference if there was a difference in price and I tried explaining it to them? No, not at the age of three and and almost uh, two for Jude, Jackson was more so concerned about the color, which one we wanted to choose based off of color, and he chose the black one over the red one. Um, but we but we involved him in that decision. I involved him in that choice. Which one are we going to get, buddy? Which one are we here to pick up? Which one do you want? And it was not so much about the fact anymore that yeah, you need to go purchase the mower because the one you have broke down and you need a no, you need a mower. Your neighbors are probably sick and tired of you borrowing theirs. Um, but it, it was it was more like, okay, there's something deeper here going on, or at least there can be. And I do definitely believe that in a lot of that stuff that you deal with throughout your normal day, in and in and out, your days in and out, that that if there is something more to experience, it's kind of like if it's there then you should. One of those things, you know. Now, you don't want to get too, too weird about it and say that, oh, the, the washing of the dishes represents the exact 
thing that happens when our uh, when our souls become clean by water baptism in Jesus name and and it's the way that the the crusty cheese comes off the plate with the brush and the water working together to make it happen like you don't want to go too crazy and too hippie with it but I, I definitely think there can be kind of a greater purpose involved uh, overall if you let there become a greater purpose involved and for me and my father cutting the grass and the experiences and lessons that I learned from watching him do what he did in the yard and and then so far what I've already seen taking place and seeing it as it's happening with my own two boys, I think that there's something there that we can pull pull away from uh, some, some life lessons. And I don't think it's ever a bad time to be learning a life lesson. Not at all. Not at all. Um, no, this is not the, like I said, first time that I purchased a lawnmower. It didn't take us, if you're following closely with all the math, it did not take us six years for me to buy my own lawnmower, but I can go ahead and self-incriminate a little bit and tell you that this is definitely the first new lawnmower that I purchased, which is kind of, you might be wondering, you know, where my priorities lie, but keep in mind we were in apartments for the majority of those first six years. Anyway, that's a total sidetrack, but um, I wrote down a couple of things that I was thinking about actually, believe it or not, while I was mowing the lawn. Like I actually was cutting the grass and thinking about these things because my brain was just going there to the area of changing my perspective on something that's just so normal that I do it when it's needed to be done and I just write it off and let it go and I let it just be, you know, that moment, let it pass. And don't think anything of it, don't look too deeply into it. But I was kind of going over in, in my brain a little bit some of these things where it's like, wow, maybe I can learn some life lessons here. And I wrote some down. Um, of course, after the mower was shut off, I definitely didn't just grab a pen and paper and leave the sucker running or anything. But I wrote down four things that I feel like that I can definitely say that I've learned and want to share with all of y'all to learn that can definitely apply to your life, to your soul, to the person you are on the inside, the person that you're becoming, because there is a great value overall in not just being able to learn a life lesson, but to take it away from something that's so simple like cutting the grass. So without any more commercials, um, the first one here, I just wrote it down like this, that an outlet or an escape is often healthy depending on what it is. That's the first life lesson that I learned from a lawnmower, that an escape or an outlet is often healthy depending on what it is. Now, obviously, you can just talk about the elephant in the room. When you take something like drug use or drug abuse, alcohol being just as much of a drug in this context, um, that being your outlet is not good. And I don't think any of us need to go over a debate or an explanation as to why it's not good. We just all kind of understand that it's not good. Okay, that'd be an example of a bad form of escape. It's just as well, I think, just as bad of an escape idea to dive into something like maybe if it's music that you escape to that is carrying a, a negative message, a bad message, a message that's not conducive for the proper development of who you are or want to become. Okay, um, we take maybe an escape or 
some type of, of outlet that we might look towards if it's even something like eating that turns into overeating. You know what I mean? Like that's sometimes an escape for some people. Um, you you look at the the way that it works in most business worlds out there that you've got a boss who is being yelled at by his boss and so then he goes to the person that works for him and yells at that person and that person that goes to the one that works for them and they yell at that person and that person who has no one underneath them goes home to their wife and their wife gets yelled at and then that wife goes to her mom and gets mad and yells at her own mom and then it just eventually the cycle continues because then you realize that that mom is best friends with some other lady who is the wife of the first guy who's mad and then now everyone's just literally yelling at each other because they're all taking it down to the next person I'll I will say that oftentimes kind of popping off in frustration can be the way that someone experiences a release of either stress or pressure or whatever and those are all examples of bad outlets or forms of escape um, that I don't think that I don't think maybe just everyone is guilty of but at least y'all know what I'm talking about even if you're not guilty of doing those 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 things okay um, but moving on from that just as well we got to look at the options of maybe a good outlet or a good type of escape um, I think that music, reading a book maybe, if you if you like a certain show on Netflix, if you uh, want to take up your Bible or, or some something more of on the spiritual side of things, um, conversation with people that maybe you don't talk to all the time, but it's good to reach out to them every once in a while. Having accountability with somebody can be its own form of an outlet that's ultimately a positive one, I think. Um, taking the regular things that happen in your life and... And just and doing them with the knowledge that, okay, this is me turning off from the rest of everything else going on in my normal day and in my normal schedule so that I can decompress a little bit. And for a lot of us, that's uh, where just good old-fashioned rest would come in handy. And that's definitely a life lesson that I have struggled to learn properly is that I, I have to learn and realize that rest is just as much a part of the whole process of developing. I can't go work my tail off and then expect to work out three times a day if I'm not getting proper rest in at in that cycle too. You know what I mean? So it's like, how does that apply to mowing the lawn? Well, for me, I have actually found in a, in a real time sense that whenever it's time to cut the grass because it is something that needs to be done but it's not something that gets done every day, that's actually a great time to go away from everything, let just the white noise of the mower going be something that causes pretty much everything in you to settle down and shut down a little bit. I, I read something on Facebook a couple months back, and it said something, it was, I think, supposed to be funny, but it said something, it was like, you know, everyone would be a little happier if you would just settle down every once in a while. And I thought that was so true. And that's kind of what I'm talking about is that this escapism idea or this outlet, having an outlet idea, it's definitely healthy for you because not only are you getting an opportunity to decompress maybe because of a lot of pressure buildup or whatever, but you're able to be more, I think, successful at the stuff you do in your regular schedule. 
whenever you get an opportunity to maybe go away for just a minute. Now, some people, the way they do that is they never rest, they never take a break, they never have an outlet, and then they go out of town for a weekend three times out of the year, and that works for them. For some other people, it's like with me, I, I do the the cutting of the grass and that's an outlet for me honestly this podcast is somewhat of an outlet for me because I got a lot of ideas rolling around in my head and I need a place to just kind of put them all and so if you're listening to this understand that that I I hope you benefit from it but really it's kind of a selfish endeavor because (laughs) I'm I'm here to 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 have this outlet possible for me as well that's one reason that we do this on soul binge um but yeah, just having that outlet's a good a good thing ultimately for you, not just to decompress though, but to actually become more useful whenever it's time to plug back into the regular schedule you had before. Uh, you you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to insult any insult anybody's intelligence. I feel like you already understand what I'm trying to say. Uh, the second life lesson that I learned from mowing the grass from a lawnmower. Um, just because it's got to be done doesn't mean that it's got to be dull. Okay, just because it's got to be done, that doesn't mean it's got to be dull or boring or even horrible. I know that there's some things that maybe have to be done around the house that I just don't like to do. Okay, one thing that I can say uh, with full confidence in that, Ashlyn, if you're listening to this later, I feel like you're going to perk your eyebrow up at this point because <laughs> you're wondering what I'm about to say, but... I'll tell you, I don't enjoy, when it comes to cleaning the house, I don't enjoy cleaning the baseboards on the, on the, well, the the baseboard, you know what a baseboard is, I don't enjoy cleaning the baseboards, I don't, I do it because Ashlyn likes it done, I could care less, I really could, and maybe I'm a gross, disgusting pig, right now, Ashlyn's going, you are, but it's fine, I, I really just don't, I don't enjoy doing it, right, to me, that's a dull thing to have to go and do. It's something I don't enjoy doing. For cutting the grass, though, even though it's like, yeah, maybe it's not my most favorite thing to do, but it's definitely not dull. You know, if you're a music lover like myself or you listen to podcasts or whatever, that's a good time to plug in a podcast is to go and cut the grass, plug in a podcast, plug in Soul Binge, and listen to it for a little while. You know what I mean? And and let me just take a quick moment to tell you that obviously when I say that an outlet is a good thing. Escapism is sometimes a good thing, depending on what it is. Have a good time whenever you're doing things like cutting the grass. Make it more fun than than not. I'm not saying don't pay attention and miss half the yard because you weren't looking where you were going or not paying attention and you roll over a rock, it hits the window, whatever. Like I'm not saying anything like that. Please practice safety. But but I but I do think that there can be an opportunity taken in the middle of something like mowing the grass, maybe something that's in your regular schedule to do every once in a while, or even the everyday stuff, and realize that it doesn't just have to be dull because it's got to be done. That's something that is strictly perspective-based, that you've got to kind of make that decision that it's something that I'm not going to uh, be bothered by because um, it's just it has to be done anyway. I can make it more enjoyable by understanding that it doesn't have to be dull. It just doesn't have to be just because it's got to be done. The third thing, um, this is super important, little eyes watch, little feet follow. I kind of have talked briefly about this already on this particular episode, but for my sons, just like I did with my own dad, they're watching what it is that I do all the time. And in fact, they've each got, both boys of mine, each have a 
toy lawnmower that they like to take out to the yard whenever I'm cutting the grass and they like to kind of do it with me. And I think that even though a lot of what I'm about to say might be very self-explanatory and like obvious, I think it's so, 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 so important to remember that, that whenever people are around you younger, they're your children or whatever, it's going to produce a proper and and decent work ethic in them when they see that you take advantage of the fact that, hey, I got to do this, but I'm also not going to treat it like it's dull, but I am also going to do it well, and I'm going to do it with as much excellence as possible. Um, For those of you that are married, if you're the type to cut the grass and you're the one to do that, your spouse is also watching you, and they're watching to see how much uh, you, I guess, how much care you take whenever you're you're doing, uh, doing something maybe as normal as cutting the grass, okay? So people are watching all the time. And that doesn't mean that there's pressure involved there. It actually means that there's an opportunity to create something valuable. And then that actually kind of leads us right perfectly into the fourth life lesson that I wrote down here, that when you value what you do, what you do now contains value. That sounds so obvious. It sounds really simple. Like, okay, what what does that even mean? You're just making stuff up now, Jared, right? No, I'm, I'm really not. Think about it that when you put value into something, okay, you got a little jar and then you got a little little pouch of uh, value and you put that pouch of value in the jar. Now that jar contains value. What I'm talking about is that whenever I value the fact that me cutting the grass means more than the grass is getting cut. It means that my kids are watching and I'm setting a good example for them. It's an escape type thing for me so that I can kind of shut everything off and not worry about something else right now and just do what I got to do here. It's a value to me because I don't have to take what's got to be done anyway and just treat it like it sucks because it's got to be done. When I realize that there's value in it and I put my own effort into it, not just looking good on an aesthetics level, like outside of it needing to be done, yes, it might look good, but because there was so much more going on just through the process of me cutting the grass, there's now value within the action of doing this and it's super super important overall there's just there's if there's something that I can value by doing it this way or having this perspective rather when I do it then not only is it going to make it not I don't want to say easier but not only is it going to make it more doable for me to get there the next time it needs to be done but I'm actually I'm, I'm setting myself up to maybe even enjoy this a little bit or have a good time by doing it and that's something super important too for your soul, for your mind, for your sanity is to be able to take something that is simple enough to just pass by. I mean, how many times have we cut the grass and not thought a single one more second about it other than how the grass looked when we were done? There is potentially a lot of value if you have the right perspective and you're looking for the right things. Yeah, looking so that the edges are nicely even that's one thing you can look for but you can also look for the fact that when you're doing this that depending on how you're doing this the positive repercussions of that could be immense they could be huge with regards to your children watching you your spouse watching you with regards to the fact that while you were doing it you were able to escape for a minute even though it's got to be done you had a good time while you were doing it that those are the kind of life lessons that I'm talking about and a lot of it is based off of that perspective, the choice that you take to see it in a certain way. 
Uh, I've got a quote for you here. I don't know if you've noticed already, but we've we like to do quotes on this show uh, because other people's ideas are very important to bring into the conversation too. That way, it's not just me rambling for no reason. Um, there is a writer by the name of Roy T. Bennett. Okay, and he says that attitude is a choice, happiness is a choice, optimism, kindness, giving, respect, these are all choices. Whatever choice you make, makes you. So choose wisely. And I love that last part. He says that whatever choice you make, makes you. So choose wisely. And I think that um, having the perspective that everything that you're doing through even throughout your regular day whether it's at work or at home or whatever you can choose to have the right perspective that so much more can come from this um, if I allow my perspective to just see what's really been there the whole time a um, couple verses of scripture for you if you're the, the bible type if not you could skip ahead a little bit but I would like for you not to <laughs> because maybe you can get something out of this too you never know perspective is everything it comes from the biggest book on perspective if you ask me and that's the book of proverbs chapter 6 and i want to read you um, a couple of verses here before we get to the sole purpose of the whole episode for today and wrap things up for this easter sunday so you can get back to the time uh, that, that is set aside for your family but these verses before we read them i just want to tell you this is a mic drop moment in the Bible, okay? This is when a lot of the angels take a big step back and they go, dang, and they're like, they're like, oh, he just did that, you know? Um, he popped off, he went, he went at him. I think this is one of those moments in the Bible where, where truly it just kind of totally speaks for itself to the point where I, I would love to dive so much deeply uh, into what meaning comes out of these verses. But number one, we're running short on time. <laughs> Number two, they speak so well for themselves that I almost just want to let you, with your own perspective, do the work on this one. I'm not going to spoon feed you every episode here, dadgummit. I'm going to give you a little bit to, to just mull over on your own. And this is a perfect example of something that you can definitely see where perspective plays a big role. Um, and also whenever it comes to just the work ethic that you take towards the regular stuff that you do throughout the day. Uh, Proverbs, let's see, Proverbs 6, 6 through 11, and it says it like this. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Yes, that's in there. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer gathering food for the winter but you here it is again lazy bones how long will you sleep when will you wake up a little extra sleep a little more slumber a little folding of the hands to rest then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit scarcity will attack you like an armed robber That's thick. That's nice and thick. I'm telling you, my favorite slam in all of the Bible is when God basically just called me a sack of lazy bones. Man, I love these verses so much, and I said I wasn't going to talk about it, and I'm really not going to, but, but just understand that verse 10 right there. A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, 
a little folding of the hands to rest. That's super, super important to break down what that means like really, really quickly because I'd said earlier in the, in the episode that it's good to have proper rest, right? So it sounds like it might contradict what we're saying here. But notice the wording. It says a little extra sleep, a little more slumber. Don't sleep any longer than you need to. <laughs> Don't fold your hands to rest when your hands should be working. Don't go for more slumber than what you need. The principle of having a proper order to everything, how, you know, you whenever whenever it comes time to getting your work done and having everything done first before you rest or before you go into the things that you want. We talked about that last episode on uh, episode number two, Binge or Cringe. Literally, it's so, so valuable to you and important to know that the work ethic that you carry, not just in the fact that whenever you're doing something, you do it well and you produce a good outcome, but to know that your work ethic itself is a part of the process of your soul growing towards becoming who you ought to be. And realizing that now doesn't just help you make better decisions overall, and it doesn't just make you or, or give you an opportunity rather to make better choices when you're in the middle of doing something just because you maybe should or it would be a better thing to do compared to something else, but because of the fact simply that whenever the work has to be done, well, first of all, the work has to be done, and then second of all, there's so much value that comes out of that work that you put put into it, okay? And it's not just with mowing the lawn, it's with everything, but to put it to the example we're giving for this episode... When you're mowing the yard, when you're cutting the grass, mowing the lawn, whatever you want to say, okay, just in doing that, especially if you have kids, and even if you don't have kids, the fact that you get out there and you do it gives you a a space in time where you can take a moment's break from something that might be, you know, in a normal daily sense, because you don't cut the grass daily, you get an opportunity to to remove yourself from everything else and while you're doing that you're accomplishing other things too like producing a solid work ethic uh, getting yourself to a point where you you put value in the work that you actually do and you maybe even get yourself to a point where you have a good time while you do it who knows okay Um, here it is the sole purpose it's kind of a kind of a deep one maybe the sole purpose for this episode if this is for some reason the first episode that you're listening to on uh, soul binge we put a sole purpose at the end of every episode to kind of speak clearly the whole message overall into one thought break it down into one idea and here it is for today's episode the fruit of your work contains seeds seeds that will produce more than the immediate results of your work the fruit of your work contains seeds, seeds that will produce more than the immediate result of your work. There's a lot that can come out of even the regular, mundane, normal stuff that you do. You just got to have the right perspective going in and coming out of it to know that maybe my soul, my mind, my person on the inside, who I am, who I'm supposed to be, can benefit from the fact that I'm, that I'm doing this every day. I honestly am the one to believe too that 
there needs to be a reason for why I'm doing something every day. A reason beyond just the fact that, oh, well, it's got to get done. Sometimes that's not good enough for me. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Sometimes that's not good enough for me to just think, oh, well, why am I doing this? Well, because it's got to be done. No, man. There's so much more that's that's going on at the end of the day deeper than just the surface level of, oh, well, it's got to be done. Yeah, it's got to be done. I agree with that. And that's plenty of reason to go do it. Why not, though, then benefit from the fact that there are other things to take away with the right perspective, um, choosing wisely every day to make the right perspective, and then doing, doing whatever you have to do, knowing that I can gain so much more than just a freshly cut yard or use of a lawnmower that I spent hard-earned money on. That was supposed to be the fifth life lesson that I learned from it. Um, but we didn't even go into that because we didn't need to go into that because we're here now at the end of the episode. But just remember, not just if you have kids, but maybe especially if you have kids, the work that you do contains seeds that will produce fruit later down the road far beyond just the immediate result of the work itself. And that should be a great life lesson overall that we could all learn and then practice. So get out there, cut your yard, do what you got to do, turn on Soul Binge while you do it, share this podcast with your friends, let them know that, you know, they're a big sack of lazy bones. No, I'm just kidding. Don't tell them that. Don't tell them that. They'll never listen to this show if you tell them that. But regardless, man, I am super thankful that you took some time today to listen to this whenever, however, wherever you're listening. Um, I, I'm grateful for this outlet for me to be able to come on here and talk about life a little bit with y'all and about what the soul needs. I think that the soul really can benefit from taking what's going on in a regular normal schedule and benefiting from it greatly when we realize that perspective can change a lot of things for us. So that's it. I hope to see you guys back again next week listening to the next episode that we have prepped and ready for you. I'm super grateful for for you for listening to this so continue the soul binge hit me up on facebook or instagram let's continue the conversation and until then have a wonderful easter sunday thank you so much